I know all of you saw the title. You probably think, this is some kind of joke, right? I know. Because in the world of wrestling, we, we're in an age where people love their super serious punches and their big long-term storytelling. And I'm suggesting that we throw that out the window. We go back to a lost art form. A lost look into the past of professional wrestling. I say that we look back to good or fashioned inanimate objects and now memes. Because isn't that what we've missed from the times of professional wrestling? Haven't we missed cheering for a potted plant named Mitch? We all loved Mitch. Did we or did we not enjoy a mop named Moppy? Did we not all cry when Moppy was destroyed? What did we do? We said that we would all go up the person who destroyed Moppy. So what I'm saying is not something that is bad, nor that it's good, it's something different. And that's what I promised to every single one of you. Because no, I'm not just trying to book a Rick Roll. No, I'm trying to book anything that can work in the world of professional wrestling because I believe that anything can work in the world of professional wrestling. And trust me, if you listen to this episode, I promise to you, no, I guarantee to you that anything can work in the world of professional wrestling. Ooh, uh, sorry guys, I, I, I didn't put my phone on silent. Just let me, let me just have a quick look at this text, okay? Oh, it's, it's, it's a video. I'm, I'm sure it's nothing, but just gonna have a little quick look and... <sighs> okay, yep, we got a long way to go. My fictional friends, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. And this week I have lost my goddamn mind. Because somehow we have discovered a way to go a step beyond what is usually a traditional fantasy booking podcast. We have gone beyond your Adam Blompiers, your making kayfabes, and whatever fantasy booking things you see. Because this week we are covering the Rick Roll meme and if it can work in the wrestling business. Pitching to you and everyone else wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very intimidated this week because I have no idea if this is going to work. <laughs> that's That's the best way that I can describe this because... Ah, so much, <laughs> there's so much that either makes sense or it doesn't make sense and we're all going to get into it. The format's going to be slightly different and if you like what we're doing this week, feel free to subscribe, feel free to share it with your friends, share it with your friendliest friends and I will stop shilling because I realize we've got a lot of stuff to cover. So, we're going to start off with something a little bit more introductory usually i like to start with a thing called the tagline but we gotta mix it up a bit because 
I don't know if you know this, the Rickroll, it's a meme. Fun fact, it's an over 10 year old meme. And because it's a meme, it means that we have next to no information of how to build a character for it. So I need to explain my whole process. I don't have a name for this segment, so I'm just gonna call it my planning stage or I'm just gonna call it Creator Watts because that's all I can think of, Creator Watts. <laughs> and that's basically me gonna be describing the character, the process, it, the signature moves, the wrestling gear. And a couple prerequisites with this, this ain't a rebooking or a making of what if Rick Astley could work in the wrestling business, because that's a whole other topic. We're just discussing the meme, its relevance to wrestling, how we could book storylines around it, and how we could just make it fun in the world of wrestling. So without further ado, I think it's time that we start to talk about the process a bit. So allow me to change the music for a second and let's head straight into this. Right, let's start with the name. First of all, we can't call him Rick Astley, and we can't just call him Rick Roll because, you know, wrestling names. So, the name that we're going to be calling him from the remainder of this podcast is Astley Daniels. Why Astley Daniels? Because, fun fact for those of you who did not watch Monday Night Raw back in 2008, there was a Rickroll in WWE. It was during a segment on Raw with Vince McMahon talking about... Oh, God. It's Vince McMahon, basically. <laughs> it's him trying this competition in which people can call in and win $200,000. And one of the people to call in was a person who sent a goddamn Rickroll in. And during it, proceeded to call again, rickroll them, pick back up the phone, and then say that his name was, I believe it was Daniel Crummis, and he ended up winning $200,000. The f So, with that, we've got a character immediately. We've got Daniel Crummis, or AKA Astley Daniels in the world of professional wrestling. A person who from a background, used the Rickroll meme to get several thousand dollars and has found himself in the world of professional wrestling. So, what do we do next with this information? Well, the Rickroll was inspired off of the Dark Roll from 4chan, then carried over through hyperlinks and various other situations that have led to the birth and continued work of the Rickroll. So, we need to put those aspects into the wrestling ring. So first of all, if possible with WWE or Tony Khan money, yes, we are indeed gonna have Never Gonna Give You Up as his entrance. You can't avoid it. It's, it's basically the perfect distraction entrance. So yeah, we're keeping that. Second of all, moveset. Now this is gonna be a little bit divisive because uh, this is a fictional character for wrestling. And because it's a fictional character for wrestling, we need to kind of envision what type of moves are going to work here. So, because I've been going through the Rickroll music video so much, sorry, never going to give you up. 
Yeah, he's gonna have a punch combination in which every time he does it, he does the like Rick roll, not Rick roll. He does the Rick Astley shimmy he does throughout the music video. You know, where he moves side to side with his fists. That's every time he does a punch. That's one of his signature moves. Uh, I have devised a, <laughs> a finish and it is called, I can't believe I made this up. <laughs> the Rick rolling thunder. What is the Rick Rolling Thunder, you may ask? The Rick Rolling Thunder is basically a tope antomico. Think what Eddie Guerrero used to do when he used to springboard into the ring. But instead of hitting an opponent, you roll through that and you hit a Rolling Thunder. <laughs> that is the thing, and I'm pulling strings on this one and how this character can pull this off. Because in the Rick Roll and slash in the Never Gonna Give You Up music video, Guess what happens multiple times? Choreography of backflips and front flips and pikes. So yes, Astley Daniels is gonna be athletic as F. <laughs> so yes, that's what's also gonna be involved in there. And the rest of his stuff, you can kind of imagine as it is. You know, a lot of punches, a lot of kicks, uh, a spot where it looks like he's about to clothesline someone. He ends up playing never gonna give you up. It's It's a very comedic style and I'm I'm all for it <laughs> It's odd. It's wacky. It's perfect for if you want to be a face or a heel because Depending on who you're facing they're either gonna love or hate the fact that never gonna give you up is playing And so that's kind of the basis of what we're gonna do. The wrestling gear is pretty much almost a carbon copy of how the Never Gonna Give You Up music video was created. So if you don't know how this happened, Rick Astley, in the days that he had to shoot it, he basically rushed there with just a bag full of clothes, which is why we've got the like iconic trench coat type of thing, all the very like 80s looking clothes. It's all because he had to rush. <laughs> so that is exactly how he's gonna dress. He's gonna dress like he's, the best way I can describe it, he's rushing to work. That, that's how that's how I envision it. He's got, he's got clothes that are kind of very worn out. It looks like they're a little creased because he had to just like rush out to go to work. And, ooh, yeah, he has that. And his entrance thing, it's, it's gotta be the coat. It's gotta be the coat that's in never gonna give you up. Otherwise, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing with our lives? Talking about a meme and putting it into wrestling if we're not gonna be accurate with it. So yes, he's gonna rock that to the ring, you know? You can have it for special events. He wears the sunglasses and he just, he lip syncs, never gonna give you up as he makes his entrance. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> and moving on from that, that's kind of the basic outline of everything. We'll get into more of the details later, but for now, I think it's time we get onto the usual segment that appears here. And that's a little segment I like to call the tagline. So, if you don't know what the tagline is, or this is your first time listening to this podcast, and if it is, I'm really sorry. <laughs> the tagline is basically my 30 word summary, kind of describing what I'm going to do with the wrestler or storyline event 
of the week. And in this case, it's going to be a hell of a doozy. <laughs> Think of it like a summary that you'd see on Netflix or Crunchyroll, because I will keep saying this until it happens. WWE has an actual show that's going to be on Crunchyroll. What the F is 2021? <laughs> so, with that out of the way, I think it's time for me to ask myself to cue the music, future me! expecting this, huh? D did you really think I was not gonna get a never gonna give you up cover just so that I could do this? <laughs> God bless people who make covers, specifically this one, which is in Japanese, which makes it sound even more odd and just hit a little bit different. Anyways, I'm going off topic. So, we already have a good idea of attire. You have a good idea of looks. You have a good idea of entrance. Is this gonna be a baby face or a heel? Cause uh, you kinda go both ways here. On one hand, you have the person who went against the machine and earned over $200,000. You've also got the young, hungry, starving artist who potentially lost all of that wealth. We have a through line, all based off of a goddamn meme, which by the way, is a great character point for stuff like distractions, for comedy segments, maybe even stuff to cut the tension between serious segments. There's a lot of directions in which you can make him a jobber, a mid-carder, upper mid-carder, not quite main event, but definitely somewhere. So, for my tagline for this week, we're gonna give him a little bit of motivation here, give a little bit more backstory. So, for this week, the tagline for <laughs> for Ashley Daniels is wanting to make a mark on the world. A young talent showcases his work to anyone who will listen in hopes of fulfilling a dream of entertaining others. Because at the core of the Rick Roll, it is a form of entertainment. The reaction, the fears, the happiness, the joys, the sadness, it's all at the end of the day something designed to give you a reaction, positive or negative. And that's really what the Rickroll is about and what memes are about. They're about, you know, sharing your love for something or showing it in a weird, short, comedic way that will just, you know, make your life just seem a little bit more interesting for a bit. And isn't that what we all want? Isn't that what Ashley Day Daniels wants? Isn't that what the world wants? But I'm sure you guys have ideas, because, you know, everyone's got a mind, everyone's got things they want to think about. So, do you think you can make a better tagline? Well, tell me on Twitter, at ConnorTheCooper, or tell me on Instagram at WrestlingWithFiction. I really want to hear your thoughts, please, because uh, this is undoubtedly the weirdest episode we've ever done at this point. So, 
with that out the way, I think it's time that we get to some storylines, shall we? And we're going to start with one that is going to give us an interesting angle. One that can maybe humanize the Rick role and maybe even make everyone see that there is a lot of truth in this storyline. Our truth! Yes! Did you know what? Yeah, what's up? Gonna, gonna, I don't know the words. What's up? <laughs> yes! Now I know what you're thinking. Why our truth? Is, isn't our truth kind of an odd choice, you know? John Cena's. Uh, his idol is John Cena. I, I don't know what's going on with our truth, but, but but we're sticking with it. So yes, our truth and the Rick Roll as a character. Sound, sounds like an odd combination, right? Well, what about in that 24-7 title picture? Now I know, I know what some of you are gonna say immediately. Akira Chizawa is the 24-7 champion. Akira Chizawa is the 24-7 champion. Have you seen his ninjas? I bet they do the Kagenero no Jutsu. No, they don't. But you know what does? This storyline. Because the storyline begins on a very special Raw reunion episode of Raw. Because, you know, Raw loves its special reunions, bringing back old retired stars. And in this case, they bring a very special guest. They bring Ashley Daniels, aka the man that won $200,000 from the WWE. Pretty much giving a WWE, where are they now? On a very special episode of Raw. So, it's during this time. He's coming out, he's waving to the Thunderdome, being like, Hey guys, I'm here, remember me? I was never on camera. Do you remember this song? Da, 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 da. And, you know, he starts speaking cordially about how, you know, when he first got the $200,000, it was great. You know, he was fulfilling all of his dreams. He was giving money to his wife and kids. He was, you know, maybe taking them on special backpack holidays on the weekends. And then he realizes, partway through as he's speaking the promo, he doesn't have that money anymore. He he wasn't wise with it. He didn't save the money. He he took the money and just didn't really amount to nothing. He spent it so quickly, and he never got to fulfill any of his dreams. Like, you know, the Never Gonna Give You Up as a song. He wanted to kind of, to an extent, be like Rick Astley. Build this famous career of maybe even being a one-hit wonder. And as this happens, well, Akira Tozawa comes out, and he's he's getting ready for a match as this segment is still going on, and R-Truth comes out from out of nowhere, rolls up Akira Tozawa, and he is now the 24-7 champion. He's rushing back, Akira Tozawa is chasing after him with his ninjas, and R-Truth just rushes into the ring by accident, you know, doing the John Cena pose because he wants to imitate his idol, John Cena. <laughs> and he looks to him and he he starts thinking of, like, a possible alliance. Because remember, the last time that R-Truth was 24-7 champion, the main significant run that I can remember, he had an alliance with Carmella that ended up 
you know, aiding him on his 24-7 title journey. And, you know, Astley Daniels is kind of caught up in all of this. So he ends up aiding Truth. They they proceed to run away from these ninjas, <laughs> throwing ninja stars and bats, as they both end up getting into a limousine together. And for the next couple weeks, it's literally just our truth running for his life, holding onto the belt by the skin of his teeth, and also along with Astley Daniels, because throughout this whole thing, he's been unable to leave and visit his family because, you know, all these freaking wrestlers are after him. What's he gonna do? And so he ends up aiding R-Truth in his own little things, including various Rickrolls to lead people off the trail and <laughs> various other things that end up keeping R-Truth 24-7 champion for a decent amount of time. The R-Truth and Astley bond over their love of music because in case you didn't know, R-Truth is still a musician who does record multiple mu- multiple like, music samples. And in addition to that, he used to rap his theme song. I really miss him rapping his theme song. This podcast has gone into a lot of rap this past couple weeks and I don't understand why, but it keeps coming up. Anyway... That all happens, and R-Truth says, just as they're sort of like bonding over music, Ashley talks about how, you know, I I really wish I could have been, you know, like Rick Ashley to an extent, you know, just that one hit wonder, that one shot to fulfill the dream that I never got to have from, you know, caring too much about my kids and my wife and all of these other things, you know, family problems. And R-Truth says, just, you know, my idol, my childhood hero, John Cena, he's made a couple rap albums. I, I think I can get you into a booth. <laughs> and so it's set in two weeks time from that point, R-Truth and Ashley Daniels heading over to a recording studio as they are being chased by several mid-card now lower card people who failed their pushes. <laughs> We're not going to specify who. <laughs> Essentially spending a couple weeks of television just trying to get to the studio. <laughs> this happens. We get several, you know, funny skits of them working together trying to record an album. <laughs> and it gets to a point where, you know, all the wrestlers, they found our truth They found Ashley Daniels. And they're knocking at the door, trying to just get in to get that 24-7 championship. And it's at this point, they're trying to figure out how to escape. Like, there isn't many options. And Ashley notices, you know, the window that's very convenient that they can just escape out of. And as this happens, our truth you know, looks away. He's... He sees the producer just sort of like beside Ashley. And as this happens, the producer unbuttons his shirt, revealing that he is a referee. Because Ashley Daniels has planned this the whole time. And he he cuts a promo to R-Truth saying, Truth, I was never going to give you up. I was never going to let you down, but I was going to desert you. Ashley, quite literally, Rick rolls our truth for the one, two, three, 
Ashley Daniels is your 24-7 champion. R-Truth in shocking disbelief say, stays there as Ashley Daniels exits the studio, having recorded a brief sample of an EP. <laughs> and now a, a heel turn to add on to this. So from this point on, Ashley Daniels is completely heel. He's he's essentially, his goal is money. Because, fun fact, he wants to re-earn all the money that he, you know, so selfishly wasted. You know, on his kids, on his family. And now they've all grown up, it's time to spend it on himself. It's time to spend it on the career that he never got to have. And one that was made by the music that played on an episode of Monday Night Raw. You know, we get skits of him trying to shoot various music videos and having these various wrestlers try and come after him in the middle of recording a music video, which is, like, in the middle of the edit. <laughs> and it's, like, him avoiding it with, like, the recorded song that he's playing. One that I think you can specifically call the Dan Roll, a rip-off of the Rick Roll. And, you know, also... A precursor of that, the Dark Roll, if people remember that from 4chan. <laughs> it's built from the sea, he keeps avoiding this stuff. He's he's going to hold the 24-7 championship hostage until WWE give him $200,000 once again to return the 24-7 title. He is not leaving the WWE universe until he reclaims that money. And so until then... We get various skits of him shooting music videos. Guys behind the camera disguised as wrestlers. Him, you know, essentially holding the belt roughshod, but with actual television skits. Unlike a certain football player. I'm looking at you wrong, Gronkowski. And this all culminates to WrestleMania. Where? Because, you know, he hasn't really been defending it. He's been constantly being chased by other wrestlers for it. We eventually get a confirmation that the wrestler holding everything hostage, Ashley Daniels, has been promoted by WWE to get, at WrestleMania, his own live performance. <laughs> In which you have all the wrestlers there. You have R-Truth on Raw Talk saying that he's going to go get his belt back. He's going to do it. Not just for the WWE Universe, he's going to do it for John Cena. And do it, you know, because Ashley's time is up. And R-Truth's time is now. He's going to be a 33-time 24-7 champion. <laughs> so we get to WrestleMania. Ashley Daniels is arriving, crowds of people going around him. Some, you know, some personal bodyguards. Some, in fact, wrestlers who are disguised as fans trying to chase him and get him, get the 24-7 title. Some of the bodyguards stop, they hold him back as he rushes to the WrestleMania stage. <laughs> he he starts singing his hit song, Dan Roll, as various other wrestlers come back. Think like the Maki Ito performance on that episode of AEW Dynamite, where, you know, she's trying to keep doing the performance as like all this chaos is ensuing, as wrestlers are trying to go after him. And other people are going for him. And of course, the encore and the final part of it is him singing, Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let You Down, 
as various wrestlers chase after him, him using a microphone to defend himself, until finally he looks behind him and he sees our truth. It's like he's seen a ghost. Our truth hits the attitude adjustment. <laughs> One, two, three. Our truth is your 33 time 24 7 champion, Ashley Daniels, gets himself a fancy little music career putting over, you know, his determination, his love for music, and is willing to do anything to achieve his dreams. And at the same time, we get a weird, wacky 24-7 title storyline that, you know what, actually has emotional stakes. And maybe it isn't a great emotional stake. I, I completely understand that. Maybe this is not your cup of tea. You don't want to see the Rickroll be used in such a way where it's used to distract others, used to promote someone else's album. But I think it's a fun thing to do. You know, like the 24-7 title is almost non-existent on television at this point. And you know what? It gives Raw like an extra 10 minutes to fill in for a segment where they don't really do much and they kind of repeat a lot of the same stuff. It adds an interesting dynamic. It gets more people on television. And, you know, it fulfills the whole thing of, like, promoting other stars. And that's kind of the appeal of the 24-7 title. Is just, you can slap that belt onto anyone. And you can make something out of it. Hell, Bad Bunny wasn't a bad 24-7 champion. And all the stuff of, like, our truth it could be better, but that's just because of the way the 24-7 title is booked. If I'm honest, I think as stupid as it is, that there is some, like, fun, stupid, emotional weight to it that kind of emphasizes the whole never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. <laughs> well, it might let you down if he wants to win a title, but you know... <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on to the next storyline, and I realized, you know, that that had a little bit of music, but it, it wasn't enough music. You, you want to hear about the Rick Roll being used in wrestling matches. So, I think it's time that we put him in some tag team matches. Maybe even a tag team match in NXT. <laughs> Hit Row, if you didn't know, now you know, it is indeed Hit Row, more specifically, Top Dollar and Ashante the Adonis, because, uh, yeah, they seem like a good fit for what we're gonna do, because this is gonna be a tag team feud, player! <laughs> so, how does this all come about? So, this all starts with Astley Daniels winning a opportunity to go see NXT live. He won a competition by accident and he essentially just earns it. He's, he's sitting at ringside. He's he's watching his hit row make their entrance. It's a match with Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis trying to earn a number one contenders match for the tag team titles against NSK. They eventually win, you know, dominant performance. We're going to say against... Uh, Lagano del Fantasma and Brizango because sure that happens and as that is all happening Ashley Johnson no, <laughs> Ashley Daniels 
goes up to Swerve Scott and he's asking like, hey, hey, can you listen to some music that I've, I listen to and see like if this would be any good? And it's a variation of the Rickroll. Of course, Hit Row is not going to take it well. And so they, they essentially just drag him to the back. They, they essentially pick him out like a fan and try and just bring him to the back to essentially just assault him because they just interrupted their whole like big moment, their big celebration. They, they do what they want and they want to, you know, address that hit row. And if you didn't know, now you know. So they essentially beat him up and of course, you know, WWE isn't happy about it. Because why would you be? They technically attacked a fan who, we find out later, does know how to wrestle, <laughs> you know? And Hit Row is fined. They, they still get the tag title match, but they've been fined for their assault. This happens. And so Hit Row are all out giving their rhythmic promos. Talk about how they're going to win the tag team titles. Swerve's going to win the North American Championship. And as this is happening, and they're trying to get to the end, you didn't know. Now you, there's no strangers for love. You know the rules, and so do I. That place. And then, you know, the Titantron fades a bit. It's, it's, it's Ashley Daniels. Like, the guy from a couple weeks ago. It turns out he is in fact a professional wrestler. And he has been wanting to have a chance to expose his music to a bigger audience. Maybe the entire NXT universe. Hit Row is not having any of this. They head straight to the back, sprinting. Thinking, how dare he humiliate us again? <laughs> what, what a douche. And before he does it, he tries to explain everything to Hit Row. It's like, it wasn't intended that way. I just, I played it because, you know... I, I may not get another chance to, you know, have myself exposed. Like, I, I admire you guys. You you guys make your own music. You made your own entrance music. That's, that's something that I'd want to do. And before he could say another thing, Top Dollar just throws him into the wall. He falls down. Hit Row saying that if you dared come up to us again, don't you dare disrespect us. And if you didn't know, now you know. And the camera sticks on uh, Ashley Daniels being assaulted, destroyed, battered. And the camera pans slightly a little bit more on the floor as he's laying there almost lifeless. Where, you know, a pile of money just just falls at, at, at his feet. And what could that be? Oh, I guess we'll find out next week. And that's exactly what we do, because it is main event time, people. It's Hit Rose, Ashanti the Adonis, and Top Dollar against MSK for the tag team titles. It goes exactly how you think it would go. Uh, you know, a very competitive match. Top Dollar, you know, showcasing his power. Ashanti the Adonis showcasing his newfound swagger. And MSK just being MSK, really. Just really athletic boys. As this goes on, the, the matches are very back and forth until, you know, we get to the end when Nash Carter has had his hot tag that's derailed by Top Dollar. And it's looking more and more like Hit Row are going to win the tag team titles. 
BFABs just keep on saying hit row, because that seems to be what she does. Swerve is looking on, pleased. And as it looks like Shanti the Adonis is about to pick up the win. You know what that is. And of course, Shanti the Adonis is furious at this again with this thing. Why the F is this going on again? I'm sick of this. But of course, he doesn't leave the match. He gets distracted just enough to get Rick rolled up. One, two, three. Hit Row have been distracted so much that now they really want to kill this man. And Ashley just stands at the entranceway. You know, he's got his fists up. He's saying that he's ready. And, you know, I... I never gave up, I never let myself down, and now i found someone who will never desert me. Cue Cameron Grimes' theme music, cause guess what? Cameron Grimes comes out, and he, he basically cuts a promo just saying, you know, let, let me tell you a little story about a guy named Grimes, you know? He, he loves... He loves his Doge coins. He loves his NFTs. You know, I love money. And you know what makes money? Music. This right here, Ashley Daniels, he is Cameron Grimes' investment. And, and his music, well, we're going to send you to the moon. Hit row, kiss my grits. <laughs> And thus, we have ourselves a tag team feud. Cameron Grimes, kiss my grits. <laughs> and Ashley Daniels, a newfound alliance, a newfound friendship over the business of music. Building up for an eventual match against Hit Rose, Ashanti the Adonis, and Top Dollar. So from this point, it's all about building up Ashley Daniels a bit. You know, we've had all these things showcasing the fact that he isn't really a wrestler. So this is the time to showcase that he is indeed a capable wrestler. But first, we need to show him at the recording booth alongside Cameron Grimes. If you want a nice little cameo, put in Josiah Williams because fun fact, he made Cameron Grimes' entrance music and I'm sad that he got released. <laughs> so that's what happens. They talk about their strategy against Hit Row and Cameron Grimes just puts it up to, well, regardless, we're always going to send them to the moon with his new track. Get ready for it, guys. And so we have our very first match with Ashley, <laughs> Ashley Daniels against local enhancement talent putting over his, you know, strength, his power. Get over the punches, the punch combination with the Ashley Sway. <laughs> and getting over him, going for a clothesline, and just right before he's about to go for a clothesline, plays the music. <laughs> plays the music that he's currently working on. And then running, you know, throughout the crowd. Just like, I did it, guys! He likes my music! Even though he's clearly almost knocked out, guy. <laughs> So he wins with the Rick Rolling Thunder. You know what that is now. 
basically a rolling thunder, but with a slight springboard to it. <laughs> One, two, three. Ashley Daniels wins. And from this point, we build him up. We build up the chemistry with Cameron Grimes, you know? Maybe a tag team finisher like the cave-in mixed with the Rick Rolling Thunder. That, that seems pretty cool. And with it, you know, we haven't seen Hit Row in weeks. And then after they've won the match, they, they see Josiah Williams getting assaulted backstage and dragging him into their recording studio. And what happens with this recording studio? Well, what do you think? They they make hits. They make records. And by hits, I mean destroy the whole music studio. <laughs> of course, Cameron Grimes is furious. He spent thousands of dollars trying to just make this perfect recording studio. Ashley, Ashley Daniels, his music career is essentially put on hold because of these hooligans. And so it's set up. NXT TakeOver. It is, of course, Hit Row versus Cameron Grimes and Ashley Daniels. The story is as old as time. It's the baby faces get the advantage early. You know, you know, we show off Cameron Grimes and Ashley Daniels offense. Yeah, you have Ashley Daniels get so focused on promoting his music that it ends up costing him a little bit. In which, you know, Ashante, the Adonis, and Top Dollar end up taking advantage. And they end up, like, slapping the music out of his hand. It's like, what? What? No! No, don't do that! And the distraction leads him to get rickrolled himself. But he manages to kick out at two and a half! The man who was inspired by the rickroll kicks out of the rickroll? Why the heck not? We get in, we get the hot tag from Cameron Grimes, he goes wild, cavins, cavins, and more cavins. So, we get to near the end of the match. Cameron Grimes tags in, <laughs> Ashley Daniels, he does a suicide dive to hit Top Dollar. He, Top Dollar catches him, but he reclaims the music that he was looking for before. He uses it! Do -do 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 -do. Top Dollar is distracted just enough for him to get out, out of that situation, get back in the ring, face Ashanti the Adonis, and with it, Cameron Grimes assaults Top Dollar. <laughs> we get the Rick Rolling Thunder. <laughs> One, two, three, Cameron Grimes, and <laughs> goddamn <laughs> Rick Roll Man. <laughs> they win. They celebrate with There's No Strangers to Love. They know the rules, but so do I. A full commitment is what I'm thinking of. And in this, the storyline ends with them making their very first EP. And maybe if you want some comedic stuff, maybe it doesn't quite work straight away. And that's kind of what I would do there. <laughs> you know, we're not going to get Swerve Scott too fully involved in this because he's kind of the lead member of the group. You know, it's something entertaining that can... I think work with Hit Row, considering their whole background is that they, you know, make their own theme music. It kind of seems like a good dynamic that you can add with the whole Rick Roll situation. And to top it all off, you get Cameron Grimes in a babyface role that, you know, adds to the whole Million Dollar Man-esque thing that he has with NXT. And him, you know, solidifying his babyface character by taking a chance on someone. I, I think that 
can work. And by proxy, you get over the rickroll. <laughs> so I, I'm all for that. And so we're going to get to the final pitch of this week. And it's one that actually already has some context, believe it or not. So we're going to get straight to it because if this is going to happen, the, the Rick Roll man is going to have no chance in hell of getting out of this one. Shane McMahon! Oh, did, did you think I was going to reference the beginning by saying Vince McMahon? Well, kinda. So, I don't believe that you can have Vince McMahon wrestler 80 years old. At least for Shane, it's the whole best in the world! Shane McMahon. I can't believe I held that note for so long. <laughs> so, yes. Shane McMahon can actually wrestle so that we actually have an end point to this story. So... How does this all come about? So, we have we have an episode of Raw advertised for having the return of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He's there. We get the no chance. No chance is what you've got. Dun-dun. <laughs> and he, he's basically saying that, Hey, you. You're all. You're all the reason that we are. Good, for the WWE Universe, it's all thanks to you guys. So I want to honor your commitment. In the near over 25 years of Raw, I want you to vote for the best moment of all time in the WWE. My best moment. <laughs> and so, we get a series of multiple options. And it's a thing that goes on for several months that we get updates on weekly episodes of Raw about... What is going to be Vince's best moment of all time? And you know, there are some great ones in there. There's... Oh, there's, there's, some, there's some moments. <laughs> and, you know, it goes from week to week. And there's this one moment where Vince McMahon was, you know, as we've discussed before, trying to give someone $200,000. And uh, it, it comes up. It keeps rising in the rankings, rising more and more and more. Because the internet can be quite a screwy thing to deal with. <laughs> and don't tell me that trolling would not get the whole money situation to number one. Because it undoubtedly could. <laughs> like, let me give you an example from anime, for example. The One Piece worldwide poll that they had. YouTubers were talking about specifically, like, Woobsap, a random character who you see at the beginning of the story, saying that, oh, let, let's get him to number one. They got him to number 25. <laughs> this is entirely doable, and it's wrestling. <laughs> wrestling is even more carny than that. <laughs> so, that eventually happens. Vince McMahon is, you know, he's face palming himself. He, he calls Shane 
to say that I, I can't be there to give the award. I, I can't for this particular moment. And so Ashley Daniels is brought in. We get the first on-screen appearance since that thing in 2008. You know, we see he's in good shape. We see the physique. He comes out with the Rick Ashley trench coat. You know, being like, hey, this thing made my career. I want to say thank you to the WWE Universe. Thank you to my wife and kids. And thank you to Vince McMahon for allowing me to accept this award. And as he's about to receive it live on Raw from Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon just hits him in the face with it. He starts wailing on him and wailing on him, beating him to a point where he's bloody. He's battered. He... He takes a coast-to-coast being hit by the trophy. We get to the next week on Raw. It's Shane McMahon cutting a promo saying how he wasn't ever going to give this award to him. Uh, That may be in my father's intentions, but I am not my father. I've never been my father. I've always went against the grain. But anyone who dares disrespect my family, a family... That birthed the best in the world does not deserve recognition. In fact, they deserve a burial. And he talks about how just that situation humiliated Vince McMahon. Something that he's never really been able to recover from. The whole like situation with the money, having it just being taken by some random nobody. And with it, we see Ashley Daniels come in. He sprints straight through. He's not signed to a wrestling contract. He's just rushing straight in. A security chase after him as he tries to hit Shane McMahon. They they start brawling across the arena of the Thunderdome until the cops split them up. They, they arrest <laughs> Ashley Daniels. And we get... We get some segments of him in prison. Shane McMahon mocking him. And then saying, Look, we know that you're a loser. We all do. Because what have you done since then? Have you held a multi-million dollar company? Have you... Have you even got over this stupid little clip that you had? Your 15 seconds of fame? You, you're nothing. I'm the best in the world. It's from this point, we have that animosity there. You got the hatred there. You got, you've got him stuck in prison. (laughs) Until eventually, Shane McMahon comes out to another episode of Raw, talking about how there's, there's nobody who can challenge his reign. Nobody can challenge him being the best in the world because he is immortal. He is interrupted by never going to give you up. <laughs> and he comes out. Ashley Daniels just recently got out of prison to take on Shane McMahon once again. Security guards don't restrain him this time. He comes in. He starts beating him over the head with his phone, playing Never Gonna Give You Up. 
It just starts like breaking more and more. You hear the sound clipping from the like Thunderdome. So it's like never gonna give you, never gonna let you. <laughs> Boom, and it's all builds to Shane McMahon versus <laughs> Ashley Daniels in a goddamn street fight. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we have a street fight with Shane McMahon? Why? Why wouldn't we do it with a person who we have very little knowledge of wrestling moves? <laughs> Why not fully embrace the fact of it being a meme, a distraction? Make it as carny and ridiculous as possible. Because at the end of it, it's a very ridiculous situation that you have a reunion for a person that we've never seen on screen in WWE. That somehow got more from outsmarting the boss than most other people in that company. <laughs> like... It's basically highway robbery what this man did. <laughs> so, we have ourselves a match. The battles of coast to coasts. I, I like to imagine a specific spot where Shane McMahon is going to go for a massive drop kick. But he sees the phone and it's just still playing. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so do I. That he just decides to destroy the phone. The thing that, you know, made him, along with, you know, all the Rick Astley gear that he has kind of inspired his whole look off of. Maybe even play off a thing in real life where Rick Astley lost his, like, coat or jacket when he was going to do a radio broadcast in Ireland. It was taken by a bunch of kids. <laughs> Have that happen where, like, Shane McMahon willingly destroys the jacket on the build to the match. You know, sets it on fire just right in front of his face. So when we get to this point, it's even more, it's even more filled with hatred. <laughs> because, hey, if you're dealing with a McMahon, you may as well just go all the way with it. Heck, this is the same guy who got hit through glass, got... You know, electrocuted. We're, I think electrocuted his testicles, if I remember right, against Kane. <laughs> we, we can go completely crazy with it. I want to see music-themed chaos here. I want to see record players smashed. I want to see tables destroyed. I want to see coast-to-coast -coast from the top of the Thunderdome. We're going to get all of this. <laughs> Just make sure there's some crash match, you know. Shame it, man. It doesn't matter if he's over 50. He needs to be safe. I don't care. <laughs> you get that in. And it all ends with never gonna give you up playing one more time on the Titan Tron because he's rigged the trucks. That's right. Ashley Daniels has rigged the trucks <laughs> to play it. He got into the production trucks, the production meetings. <laughs> you know, all pre-built up in a street fight. Like, I'd love to see them, like, wrestle in... Not only just the ring, but backstage in the, like, production trucks. In fact, maybe he even have the finish of it be in the production truck. Where he's just... <laughs> Daniels just smashes Shane McMahon's head over and over again. Onto, like, one of the production screens that eventually plays Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> to a point where Shane McMahon can no longer continue. Ashley Daniels wins. 
and we close out that street fight. We're never going to give you up playing as Ashley Daniels celebrates with the crowd. Maybe we get to see his wife and kids there. You're like, he survived. He did it. He beat the millionaire. That, that's kind of what I would do. It was a little all over the place. But I think it does what it needs to do. You know, you bring back the old McMahon family beef. You get Shane McMahon, you know, getting some comeuppets. Yeah, you kind of continue on something that actually happened in real life. There's a little bit of references to Rick Astley. And it's, it's just like fun, carny television. Which, you know what? There isn't enough of that in wrestling now. I, I, I think that's a fair opinion to say. Like, wrestling doesn't need to be super serious all the time. Like, you can have stuff that, you know, on the surface is a very simple story. And it could be just as entertaining as your super long-term in-depth storyline. Because at the end, sometimes simple is better. And sometimes you just need that random story from week to week. That just allows you to turn off your brain and tells you to never give up, never let yourself down, never turn around and desert you. Never going to make you cry, never going to say goodbye, never going to turn around and hurt you. Whew! I, I was not expecting this episode to go as long as it did. <laughs> uh... This was a very challenging episode to make. I, I think just trying to build something from the ground up. And I, I know I didn't do perfect. But I, I think there's some solid stuff here and there in it. You know, there's some nice little small references to, you know, Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. The meme itself and some random straws pulled. And overall, it was a lot of fun. I think this was a lot of fun to make. And... Honestly, I'm I'm so happy with the early response to this. Like, I, I remember putting this out as an advertisement on Twitter, and it was received so well. I, I hope people really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. This was certainly a wild episode to tune in for. And as usual, I want to say thank you all for listening. Like, I, I wouldn't be doing this without the support of every single one of you. Like... I, it, it still amazes me that people still listen from week to week. It's, it's incredible that I, I have an excuse to talk about a meme in the world of wrestling. <laughs> and I, I just want to say we're, we're coming up to 50 episodes of the show. And I just want to say here's to another 50 more. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember everyone wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction see you all good night everybody